Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and happy Tuesday uh, to you guys out there. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Hope that this week is kicking off on a spectacular note for you guys. And as always, uh, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by YRN 1328 means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally, you guys. So uh, big shout out to YRN1328 making major moves all across the world right now. And, of course, as always, uh, we love to bring you new and uh, powerful and informative guests. Um, so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are welcoming Arthur um, of Life. Speaks, uh, Tammy Carpenter. She's going to be joining us this evening, uh, and you guys are going to learn about her book as well as her business. So you guys know that we love to have women on who um, discuss their business um, and the great things that they're doing um, around this world, you guys. So she's going to be on this evening. And uh, for you guys out there, make sure you share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the great places. Let everybody know that Tammy Carpenter is over here with Bianca Fly this evening, you guys. And if you're out there, um, at any time you may have a question or comment, or sometimes people just like to call in and show our guests some love, you can do that. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And, of course, uh, before we get things started, we have always uh, got to pay a few bills. So we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to welcome our special guest, you guys, Tammy Carpenter, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And as stated, you guys, we got another spectacular guest joining us this evening, you guys. We got special guest author, speaker, and consultant, uh, Tammy Carpenter, joining us this evening, you guys. And so we're not going to delay any further. We're going to bring the lady of the hour on here. Tammy, you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to the beautiful Butterfly Show. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely my pleasure. And, of course, for the folks out there who may not be familiar with who you are, tell us a little bit about who is Tammy Carpenter. Well, I am a native and resident of Greenville, South Carolina. Um, Professionally, I am a software consultant, um, but passionately I run a nonprofit organization 
for young adult ladies known as In Life, and I'm a newly released author um, of a book titled Life Speak, um, and also a licensed minister. So um, speaker, author, consultant, all rolled up in the package that that God has given me. So um, <laughs> just a, a girl that loves God and wants to live out my purpose fully for him. Absolutely, absolutely. So a lady that definitely wears a mini hat, uh, as we can see, uh, it delves into different themes. And so, of course, um, for you, um, and you talked about, uh, of course, your nonprofit um, entitled In Life. And Mm -hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Where did you draw the inspiration to create um, a facility, um, a, a program such as In Life? Um, the inspiration came from my own life, actually. I know as a young okay. adult woman, there was just struggles that I had from lack of information, mm-hmm. lack of wow. um, mentors and examples to get mm-hmm. through certain things in life. And, you know, you hear the quote that everyone says, had I known then what I know now. And, um, right. Me, I'm a person that loves to ask questions, so I'm like, well, why is nobody telling us what we should know? Right. Everybody's right. getting to this place wishing they would have known. So to just mm-hmm. kind of be um, a conduit of information for young women to help expose them to things, people, places, information that can help them make better mm-hmm. decisions. So um, we mm-hmm. offer various ways to do that. We have a college care program. We do an annual mentoring mixer, workshops, retreats. So whatever we um, package, we have to put it in to get the needed information so that they can succeed in times of transition is what we do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, of course, oftentimes, you know, people like to um, put, I, I guess, a, a, a label on especially women who um, are trying to find their place um, in this world and find their pa- their passion and their gifts, and so a lot of times people have that mindset of, well, why, well, you know, why don't people know certain things? And it's because, like you said, they weren't taught that, you know, or they they had mm-hmm. lack of that, you know, growing up in their environment. And so for you, um, how do you think we can go about um, being accessible to helping more people? Because we oftentimes we always we always hearing about people who, you know, well, I want to help people and I, and I want to do this and I want to do that. Um, but when you talk to people, which I know you have talked to numerous people, the lack of resources is one of the things uh-huh. that really pushes people back. Um, so how do we, you know, what do we need to do to get out here to make things more available? Um, to people um, such as you had? Um, I think it just it starts simply with us opening our mouths. Um, I think right. one of the things that I find with my generation is that when we were younger women, it wasn't a lot of older women sharing their stories or sharing the rawness right. of their stories and the realness of their stories. Right. So um, I think that's one of the things that opens the door because I find that once they see that you're relatable, that their struggle is mm-hmm, not so mm-hmm. foreign, then you right. open up the door. Um, even if the resource isn't a larger organization, we ourselves as people are doors and resources to other people. So the resource starts Absolutely. with us, and then when we can't meet the need, we can point them to other um, organizations and or individuals. But it's, it starts with the conversation. It starts with opening your mouth and being relatable to someone right. that you can evidently see that they're struggling with some of the same things that you had to walk through. Absolutely. Do you think the reason why um, women um, overall have a tendency to keep their, you know, their stories or the things that they've been through private, um, is it due to, you know, lack of feeling somewhat uh, embarrassed by it, or do you think that we're just, a lot of us are just still still under that old stipulation of, you know, whatever goes on in that household, you know, stays there and, and it should remain private. What do you think are the reasons that we don't have a lot of older women, as some people did back in the day, who, you know, had these talks um, with women about the things that they've experienced in life? I think it's cycles being perpetuated, and like you said, it could yeah. be 
um, thoughts of shame. It could be pride. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think those two, I would think, were, are the biggest ones, shame and pride. Yeah. Um, because since a lot of us, we love to say we don't look like what we've been through, but nobody knows mm. what you've been through. We see what you look like. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And, you know, we want to shout off the fact that we don't look like what we've been through, but tell uh-huh. me what you've been through so I don't have to look <laughs> like what I've been through. So Right, um, right. To, you know, if we really know that we are free from whatever the past situation was, whatever mm-hmm. the struggle was, once you really have obtained your freedom, with that same freedom comes the liberty to share it and talk about it to set someone else free. So right. the shame and the pride should go away with the freedom if we're truly free. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of being free, um, when was that moment for you? Because you talked about you going through different things, you know, in your life as well. When was that moment for you that you began to set yourself free and know that, okay, I need to, you know, get the proper resources that I need so that I can be successful in life? When was that moment that you discovered that you needed to get on a different direction as far as your life uh, was concerned? It's been an ongoing cycle for me, Um, probably – I would say it started for me about seven years ago um, when I experienced a major transition with having to move back to my hometown from the city that I was Mm -hmm. living in and kind of coming to the reality of the life that I had built and thought was going to be my life forever with no more. It was like an instantaneous change. So when you have to look at yourself and assess yourself and say, well, you know, who am I? Where am I going? What, you know, what is it that I'm doing? Um, that was the the process for me, having to face some realities of no longer living in the shadow of someone else and having to be mm. okay with who God says I am. Um, right. And that process has been ongoing, even leading up to the point of me writing and releasing a book. That was even part of the process of being okay with my freedom and my liberty to share my story. So, and I don't think that we ever fully reach a peak of that. I think that as long as we're living and we're experiencing things, there's always going to be the challenge of can I share this? Who do I share this with? Right. And, you know, right. how are they going to receive me if I, um, if I share it? So I think we continue to grow in that because sharing it once probably makes it easier to share it the next time. But um, right. I, I think it's a growing process, and for me, it started about seven years ago. And so, of course, uh, for you and I know, for me uh, personally, when I went back home after college, I'm like, oh Lord, you know, because your your first thought is like, what are folks gonna think? You know, I'm, I've come back home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and a lot of times people have, you know, they have that thought like, okay, something don't went wrong when you come back home, and, and you have to, right. you know, kind of start this new uh, life over, so to speak. And so how did you manage to stay focused in that and not because sometimes when people go back home, you know, they they fall into like a slumber, somewhat of a depression because they're trying to reorganize and get their life back to where they want it to be. So how did you kind of stay focused? Or did you have those moments where you had those, those down times like, okay, where do I go from here? Um. It, it was all of the above. It was I, yeah. I had those moments, but it was almost like an identity crisis because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it was, I kind of built my life around where I was and didn't really see much beyond where I was. So having to right. almost feel like I was starting over, it's like, right. you know, who is this person? Um, mm-hmm. So support of family and friends um, was pivotal for me. Um even having new friends come into my life when it wasn't necessarily what I desired, but God knew what I needed. So, right. and being open to his plan, even when I didn't want to, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I was mad that the one that I thought was going to work didn't work out. So, um, right. you know, you still have to, to remain open and you learn more about God Um, as he teaches you more about yourself as you go through transitions and changes that were unexpected. So um, the support from people that 
you know, truly love me and um, staying open to his purpose and his plan and being willing to reassess what he was saying about me versus what I thought should have been um, was very pivotal to help me through um, and help me to move forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, getting into uh, this awesome book entitled Life Speaks, a journey to uh, recognizing divine providence in your life. Uh, When was that moment that that Tammy discovered, you know what, I got some things I want to say, I want to put them in a book uh, for people to be able to read. When did you discover that you actually wanted to write a book? Um, it was probably again about seven years ago when, um, some things happened, but so I kind of foolishly made the statement to someone at that time that I'm going to write about a particular situation, not realizing (laughs) that, you know, God was kind of in the middle of evolving the story. So when it came to, um, a point where I got more clarity on what I had gone through, and knew that I really had to write about it, that's when the struggle came. It's like, oh, Lord, I really got to write this and and (laughs) allow people to read it. So, um, yeah, it it was having, um, being able to really see that God really was working in the midst of situations where I felt that he was really far removed from me was what um, pushed me to say, okay, I, I have to share this story because I know I'm not the only person that it has ever felt like God has really abandoned you um, right. or that everything that you've ever thought about your life is over. So, um, But to see his hand fully reveal itself um, in a situation is it's just amazing to me. So, yeah, it's, it was divine providence when I, even when I didn't realize it was. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, <clears throat> Uh, one of the things that I, I did want to talk about um, was what people are going to be in store for uh, when they delve into this book. And so what I want to do is I want to take a short break, but we're going to come back, you guys, and we're going to talk about what you guys are going to be in store for inside of this book. And we're going to find out why uh, Tammy calls God a master strategist. Uh, and so we're going to come back, you guys, with more right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show, featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio network, YRN 1328. And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. You guys, this evening we are on with author of Life Speaks, uh, Tammy Carpenter, you guys, and, of course, um, into this book, um, Life Speaks, and it deals with a, a multitude of, of different things that um, you went through. And so without giving away too much, because we definitely want folks to read it, uh, tell us what we're going to be in store for when we read Life Speaks. Um, from feedback that I've received from other readers, um, it, first of all, you're going to be in store for a whirlwind of emotions. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to be angry. Um, I kind of take you on the journey with me. So there will there will be moments when you'll read and, and literally feel like you were in that moment with me and feeling what I felt in that moment. And, um, you'll be able to, to see yourself, even if you have not gone through the exact same experience that I've gone through. There is um, some similarities in life that we 
um, all go through. So I challenge the reader at the end of each chapter after they've read my personal experience, I ask them a question to relate it back to their own life experience. So then they're also given space in the book to journal and write about their own experience. So um, they're going to, you know, have emotions. Um mm-hmm. With each chapter, they're going to be challenged with each chapter, and then there's going to be some growth um, because by right. the end, um, as you see the way um, God allowed some things to occur in my life, you'll be better acquainted with identifying how he's working in your own, um, and it makes you um, more gracious for how he does what he does even when we don't understand it. Absolutely, absolutely. Going through this book, uh, because you share so much of your own personal life, um, what is that feeling like for you? Or what was that feeling like for you to put all of this in a book? Uh, where at any moment, once you had finished the book, uh, were you skeptical about, okay, well, what are people going to think when they when they read certain aspects of things that happened in my life? Did you have those feelings at all? Oh, Definitely. Um, <laughs> even to the point of, you know, yeah. once I finally finished writing it and um, I had a copy mm-hmm. of the proof in hand and I was going through the proof, you know, reading, doing some editing. And I was thinking, you know, when I think I was on my on the last copy of my proof, I was like, okay, God, I've, I've written it. Um, <laughs> you know, they can go find it wherever. Because, you know, I was, mm-hmm. of course, planning a book release party, but didn't really want to put it out there like that because then you realize once I make it available (laughs) to everyone, they have my story in their hands, and it's almost like it's at their discretion to do what they want to do with it. And um, I shared with with some friends that was, um, even though I don't have children, it made me think about when um, many of my friends who have had children graduate high school and then go on to college, how they start going Mm -hmm. through that separation anxiety. Um, because yeah, you're letting your yeah. child go out in the world and you hope people are going to receive your child the way you receive your child and think mm-hmm. about your child the way you think about them and mm-hmm. all the good things. Um, so that's kind of how I was feeling like, you know, I know what I meant when I said this. I know what the intention is, but what <laughs> if they read it and, and they don't interpret right. it this way or what if they right. feel this way about it? What if they say this? And you can't control those things. So I eventually had to be okay with knowing that I um, – obeyed God in, in writing it, and, um, you know, fortunately those who have shared their responses with me have been positive, and I'm sure that there's maybe some negatives out there that just haven't gotten back to me, but, you know, we're all different people, so we're going to interpret someone else's story however it's meant for us to interpret, but um, it's overall for me, finally getting it out, it's been a wonderful experience, but, yes, it was very, very nerve-wracking <laughs> in the process of, of saying yes and 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 actually letting it go. Right. And did you also go through the process of deciding what things you wanted to put in it? Because a lot of times we have things that we have been through, but we're like, okay, not, eh, not too sure if I want to if I want to put this in there. So did you have to kind of pick and choose uh, what you wanted to share in there and what you said, you know what, but I, I don't want to share that aspect? I did. Um, I knew... Yeah initially a portion of it that had to be shared because it it focused around the theme of divine providence and how, again, I saw God just orchestrate some things specifically in some situations. So those stories I knew were going to be a part of it. Um, Right. But there were others that got added in that I didn't intend to. And, you know, there are things that, of course, got left out because this only covered, the book only covers about, maybe a 10 to 15-year to period in my in my life, um, and it focused right. on some specific situations um, to just highlight his divine providence. So it's not a tell-all of these 15 years. It's some specifics of some divine interactions that he allowed me to have or things that, again, I went through that at the time it didn't feel divine. <laughs> but in the end, when it was all said and done, I, um, he allowed me to see what his intention was in those moments. Absolutely. Going through the process of things that you went through uh, throughout your life, 
And oftentimes when people go through things, we are, we have those moments of, of questioning our faith or, you know, why am I going through this and, and you know, why me? Um, and so for you, uh, did you experience that and how did you get through that process of, of establishing and reaffirming your faith, either, even through times where, you know, it seems that things were not going as you wanted it to? Um, initially I would say it it was difficult because again, you don't, you don't always know when you're going through something that, you know, even though we sing that God is intentional and we know that all things are working for our good, when it doesn't feel like that, you don't want to believe any of that. (laughs) You just want things to be going the way you want things to be going. Um, but after, after the fact and having evidence through situations that, yes, he really is intentional, yes, all things do work for my good, it has now made it easier for me that when I face things, um, do I still get hurt by situations? Yes, I do. Do I still get angry? And I still feel everything that I felt when I went through those other situations, but I have a different level of reassurance now looking back at God's track record with me and knowing what he's done. So right. It is, to me, it, it's my level of experience with him that has made it easier. It's, it's nothing within me that says, oh, okay, God, I'm ready for the next one. No. <laughs> but um, seeing what seeing what he did um, has made it easier to say, okay, God, I don't really like this, but I know what you've done before. So as anxious as I may be, as hurt as I may be, as whatever I'm feeling, you know, being honest with what I'm feeling, I still decide to trust you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you, um, in this writing process, what was the most difficult um, part for you to write? Uh, because we, we always have those moments where some things is like, okay, I can write about this. And then you get to something, and it may touch the core uh, of your soul or your heart a little differently. So what was the, the most difficult part uh, to put into life speak? Um, it was honestly for each moment, whether it was um, the death of a loved one, dealing with um, right. transitions in relationships, um, right. growth opportunities in and of myself, it was just feeling those emotions all over again. Um, Mm Because you feel the emotions when you're writing it. So there were times where um, I'd start writing um, and have to get to a point and stop because I was feeling it all over again and really wasn't prepared to feel those emotions again or could only Mm -hmm. go so far with feeling them again. So I could only write a little bit at a time and and would have to go back and revisit. And then after Mm -hmm. writing it, going through the um, editing process and rereading it, you feel it all over again. So um, feeling the emotions of those moments over and over again was the most difficult part. And, you know, each moment had different emotions. Some of them were highs and joys, and some of them were lows and fears and tears. So um, putting yourself back on an emo- emotional roller coaster because you're identifying with it because it's your story. Absolutely, absolutely. And I also read that you call um, God a, a master strategist. And so why do mm-hmm. you call God a, a master strategist? Um, because I saw specifically um, how he shifted things to get me certain places or position me for mm-hmm. what's next. Um, right. things that I would not have selected or chosen on my own, how he um, kind of shook things up <laughs> to shake me into some places or to cause me to transition into something net because he knew what was coming down the line. So right. um, to to know that I needed to be a specific place because of what was going to happen um, shortly thereafter, and it was him allowing situations to happen to get me there. It wasn't necessarily my own choice to get myself there. So, yes, he is definitely, to me, a master strategist because, you know, again, another um, scripture that he knows the end from the beginning, and we love to quote that, but when we see that he has positioned us for our end that we don't even know the fullness of, um, he definitely is a master strategist because he's positioning us 
in every move that he makes to um, to get us to our expected end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we have a question from uh, a listener, Erica from Atlanta, and she wants to know what advice uh, do you offer someone who is going through the transition as far as the relationship? Uh, she stated that she invested a lot of time in a relationship, and now she finds herself remapping and re-outlining her life, um, but at mo- there are moments uh, where she's not sure where she should be headed. So oftentimes we we get in those relationships where we have invested a lot of time, emotions, you name it, and things don't pan out. And as you said, there's a shift. There's a shift in our life and in our, in our dynamic. And so sometimes people have a hard time adjusting to that. What would be your advice uh, to her on learning to adjust after you have spent so much time um, in a relationship that didn't work out? I would say, um, of course, remain very prayerful, but take each moment and each day at a time for for what it is. A lot of times when things, relationships did not go the way that we planned, we want to immediately compensate for our loss by trying to recreate what we had. and. Mm-hmm. If what we had was lost, maybe God has a totally different plan that didn't that doesn't even look like what we had before. So allow him to help us rebuild moment by moment instead of um, us putting our hands in it because we still think it needs to look like what things were. Um, and I, right. I think we're guilty of that, especially when we really wanted what we had and it didn't turn out the way that we thought. So if I can't have it with you, I can make it happen. I'll just make it happen with someone else. But um, maybe it ended for a reason, not only that person, but the fullness of who you are. So sometimes we Hmm. try to fit ourselves into into places that we're too big for. So uh, when we're out of things, don't try to put ourselves back in similar things because you're squeezing yourself back into a situation that you probably were too big for anyway. Um, so take it moment by moment and allow God to help um, you be strengthened as your new life unfolds. And you would have, you'll have strength, you'll have courage, you'll have faith like you didn't realize you have if you walk it through with him. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, we have another question from uh, Destiny um, out of Las Vegas. Uh, she's an expiring writer, and she wants to write about details of her life. She wants to know, should, as an author, you have a discussion with your family prior to writing about things that happen in your family that may specifically involve certain members of your family? Because I remember earlier I asked you, you know, how did you – did you ever go through that process of thinking how would people feel, you know, reading certain aspects? So do you think that authors should have a conversation with their family prior? Like, hey, I'm creating a book. It may have some things that, you know, particularly happen in our family. You may be a character in it. Who knows? So should that be a conversation or should you just, you know, go with the flow and, and just allow the book to go into the direction in which it chooses? Um, For me, um, one of the things I did was I hired a writing coach because I didn't. There were things about the writing process that I was uncertain of. So getting advice from my right. writing coach and then doing some research individually um, that helped me. So I did not have conversations with anyone because um, I felt that with certain people, had I gone to, you know, so and so and said, "Hey, I'm going to write mm-hmm. about what happened." Mm-hmm. Had they given me any kickback, I would have carried that emotionally and wouldn't have been able to tell True. the story it needed to be told. Because right. at the end right. of the day, um, especially if there's a message of healing, deliverance, forgiveness, whatever the message is, the message is for your readers. So, the one of the things that my um, writing coach helped me with during the process was me accepting that this was my story and it was true. So the unfortunate thing with with people that were involved, whether they were a willing party or not, it was the truth and you were a willing party. Um, Right. Excuse me, it's the truth and you were a part of it. 
So I don't need your permission to tell my story because I'm telling mm-hmm. it from my life and the way it happened to right. me. Now, if right. you want to tell right. it from your perspective, you have a pen and a pad, and <laughs> you can write and tell your story. So, right. Um, right. you know, I, I think if, if you're getting extremely personal into someone else's business or life, but if you're telling your story and they are parts and players in the story, um, right. I didn't, I, me personally, I didn't ask per- permission. I changed names, and I did put that in the beginning of my book. I did change names and locations, so okay. um, I didn't use their real names, but, yeah, I didn't ask their permission to tell the story because I was telling my story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And, of course, um, you also um, have your very own um, company as well, um, Effectual Concepts. And so tell us a little bit about Effectual Concepts. Effectual Concepts is my consulting company. Um, it's actually newly birthed with the um, birthing of Life Speaks. Life Speaks okay. and myself as a speaker is are the first product of Effectual Concepts. We're working on getting some other things out shortly, but we published Effectual Concepts. The company published um, the book Life Speaks um, under its brand, as well as me as a speaker. I'm branding myself under sexual concepts, and I'm going to be offering some other services to aspiring authors, um, not necessarily publishing services, but if you're a self-publishing author, there's a part in the process where you have to, you know, format and, and upload your book, and if you're not very computer savvy or comfortable in some of those applications, so that's going to be a service that we're going to be offering very soon. So, And also just general consulting with helping you move forward in the process. Um, I call it Evaluate to Evolve. Because a lot of times we can't move forward because we haven't been honest with where we are. So Absolutely. being able to kind of sit down and, and, and help you identify some areas and ask some questions um, that we don't always think to to ask or to ask of ourselves and or ask of other people so that we know what to do next to move forward. So um, that's kind of the umbrella of, of what we do, personal development, consulting with helping move forward, and then the soon-to-be service of um, typesetting books for self-publishing off, self-published authors. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, with you uh, and, and seeing women um, and working with women hands-on specifically um, who are going through things and going through struggles, and you mentioned earlier about when you moved back home and having that, support system. And not everybody has that, you know, because some people have a tight-knit family and foundation to go back to while others, theirs is a little rocky, or they don't have one at all. For those people who don't have a foundation, what are some ways that they can gain that support that they need to help with those transitions um, through the new life that they're approaching into? I would say seek out communities, um, and what I mean by seek out communities, once once we acknowledge, okay, my life is not what it was, it's not what I thought it was going to be, and we become okay with accepting the new path that God has us on, even while we're still developing or trying to um, uncover the fullness of, of the new path in our life, um, along that path there will be, Places that you that you'll go to, for example, before I knew knew that I was going to write the book. When I initially I was just going to kind of put some information out on the blog because I was still fighting writing the book. I joined a writing mm-hmm. group um, to put myself around other writers. Um, when I moved back home, I ended up joining a, a, a new church, and you know, like I said, I ended up going places where I met new friends. So it was me having to get out right. of my comfort zone of doing what I always had done and allowing myself to be in new places and being part of new communities because we think um, that when things change for us, we want to go into isolation. You know, we don't want to deal with people because people probably had something to do with the issue that we're dealing with right now. Um, But everything that we, we do that requires some level of development and growth, there's going to have to be other people involved. So, we have to be around the right people, and we, we need community. It's, it's a part of our development and growth. So I, I'm really um, an advocate for us finding 
community, whether it's a temporary community for a moment, a situation, a project, or if it's a new lifetime friendship or relationship. So don't be afraid to reconnect even in places where you were hurt. Which is, which is a, a good reason because a, a lot of times I think, um, you know, we we tend to kind of go into our shell, so to speak, when certain things have happened to us and we disconnect from people. Um, even if we do happen to relocate, we don't reach out to people. You know, some people are like, oh, I didn't know you were back in town. And, and mm-hmm. we're thinking like, okay, because I didn't want you to know I was back in town. Right, so, right. You know. <laughs> yeah, so you or, go those you, or you have aspects. to talk yeah. about why you're back. So yeah, right. I want you to know, right. and I want you to ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, at the end of the day, uh, when people go and they purchase Life Speaks, what do you want people to be able to walk away from and take and apply um, to their lives from reading this book? In the grand scope of things, I want them to be able to walk away and say that God is for me. Um, You know, my life, and and when I say my, I'm referring to not only mine but the reader of the book. You know, all of us can be honest and look at our lives and say things have not always worked out the way I wanted them to. Um, I might be in a jacked-up situation right now, and even though I don't understand what's going on in the situation, um, just being able to see that God can turn the tables at any moment because even in this bad situation, he really is working for my good that I think that if we can relax in knowing that he is for us, um, that that really is, is the big, once you read through these 13 chapters, end it with saying, yeah, yeah, he's working for me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Absolutely. if she can get from from here to there, and he's definitely no respecter of persons, he's getting me from where I am, so even to places that I, I don't know that are in store for me but I know that he's prepared Absolutely. them. So Absolutely. Um, walk away with knowing that he's for them. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, through this process um, of dealing with various things uh, throughout your life and, and getting to a point where you are writing about it, what did you learn um, about yourself through the process of writing this book that you might not um, weren't aware of prior to? Um, I learned that I've that I've too often lived my life through the reflections of someone else's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, even in writing the book when I first released it, um, and initially we started sharing things about it on you know social media to to promote the mm-hmm. book. Um, when right. I noticed people that that were close to me, um, friends and or family that I would think would be just as excited as I am or would be the first person to share my post after I put it, we're not responding quite that way. Initially, it makes you mm-hmm. question, well, did I do the right thing? Did I, should, I have written, <laughs> should I have written this book? Right, this book? right. Um, so I had to be okay um, with seeing myself through the reflection of God, but that made me realize that I had made someone else's reflection of me matter a little bit more than it should have um, because mm-hmm. when when we know that we're doing what we should be doing or that we've obeyed him and what we feel like we should be doing, um, whether other others co-signed it or not, we should be good with it. But um, that, that bothered me initially, um, but it helped me grow in that area to say it's going to feel like that sometimes. You're not, support is not going to always come from where you think it should come from or even where you want it to come from. Um, right. But that, again, helps you continue to develop your community because we're constantly growing and we're constantly developing, and there will always be new people in new places that we need to embark upon if we're going to continue to grow. Absolutely, absolutely. Having gone through what you've experienced and, and, and having a program such as In Life and talking to women um, who have been through things and helping them uh, to reestablish and redefine who they are, what would be your advice to those women out here um, who are listening and um, have went through um, a variety of 
um, ups and downs of events um, in their lives, and they're trying to rediscover who they are, um, what would be your words of advice or encouragement to those women who are in that process of, of transitioning um, to uh, a new a new them right now? Um, this actually is, is one of the quotes I share um, in the book, um, and, and this to me kind of sums it up, and actually I had a, a reader kind of mm-hmm. say this, it summed it up from her. There's going to be moments <laughs> in life that, take our breath away, and we feel elated, there's going to be moments in life where that actually knocks the breath out of us and we feel deflated. But at the end of both of those moments, we're still breathing. So we need to inhale, exhale, and continue to live. Because we're we're not exempt from having moments that make us feel like, oh, it's over. (laughs) That just knocked the wind out of me and I can't go any further. Then we have moments that absolutely overtake us with joy. But you know, those moments are temporary. But at the end, we still have breath to continue to live. So we got to inhale, exhale, and keep it moving, keep living. Absolutely. 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 And, of course, I know uh, folks out here definitely want to know uh, where can they uh, to purchase the book, so where can they go to purchase um, Life Speaks? It is available online through um, the regular book outlets, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million. I know people, some of those people, because of their membership with those um, merchants, like to purchase directly from them. Or it's available on um, our website at EffectualConcepts.com. So Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, you can go search for Life Speaks along with my name, Tammy Carpenter, and it should come up. Or if you go to EffectualConcepts.com, there's a buy now link directly on that page, and there's also a contact us um, form at the bottom of that page. So if they want to get in contact with me, follow me on social media, they can reach out to me on that form. We do have a social media link to our Effectual Concepts page, or I'm on Facebook under my name, Tammy Carpenter, so they can connect with me um, on any of those avenues, and um, we can we can go from there. But, yeah, they can definitely pick up Life Speak. Um, through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, or on our website. Wonderful. And, of course, we are five months, almost six months. Uh, I'm telling you, this year seems to definitely be flying by. Uh, into, uh, so we're almost six months into uh, 2017. So what's in store next uh, for you? You have Life Speaks. You have your nonprofit. Uh, what else is in store for for Tammy Carpenter this year? Um, well, we're releasing some more Life Speaks products pretty soon, as well as another um, work that I did a few years ago um, on a small okay. scale. I'm going to be re- re-releasing it under um, the Sexual Concepts brand um, because I'm a teacher okay. at heart, so it's going to be a workbook um, that helps us move forward in life that's coming back out really, really soon. So, And I'm available um, for speaking engagement so, um, or workshop facilitation, so I'm actually going to be hosting a few Life Speaks forums um, in my hometown of Greenville, South Carolina. So we are working um, the calendar, of course, around events for my nonprofit as well. So there, there are some things that we're sprinkling in there for the rest of the year, um, to fill in some space, and I may end up at a vending event in your cities. I've done a few of those just to get the the book and myself in front of different audiences. So we are we're pushing pushing the um, pushing life speaks not so much for the book sales, but because the message is powerful and we believe in it. Absolutely wonderful, and I'm I'm definitely going to have to try to uh, get to one of those live speaking events. Um, I was just in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, two weeks ago, um, and okay. so I, I yeah, so I would definitely um, be on the lookout to come and attend one and all those great things. And uh, I'm I'm just glad um, to see you. Um, doing that, what you're passionate about and, and what you love to do, and 
anything that results in helping other people. I think a lot of times, uh, you know, we go through things in our lives and sometimes we get to those moments where we feel like, okay, we're the only person that's going through this. But it's until, like you said okay. earlier in the broadcast, you share your story with other people. You will begin to see how much you ha- just have in common uh, with a lot of people around you and how helpful you can be uh, to helping others heal and, and go through the things in which they went through. And so I'm glad that uh, you have created this book and created um, in life a nonprofit organization uh, to help um, women um, and to uh, allow them to get back on their feet and bounce back up to be the phenomenal women that they are destined to be. And so I definitely appreciate uh, you, you coming on the show this evening. And uh, I, I've just loved having you on and, and hearing your story. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing more amazing things happen for from Life Speaks. Again, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be able to share with you and the listeners um, just a, a personal part of, of, of my life and um, just being encouraged that it is all possible through him. So it was definitely a pleasure. I've had a great time with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, once again, you guys, make sure you go out um, and you connect um, with uh, Tammy Carpenter. And so for those folks uh, who may be listening now, um, tell them, uh, Tammy, where they can contact with you as far as uh, social media and all those great things. Um, I am on Facebook under my name, Tammy Carpenter, but I also have a page for my consulting company, Effectual Concepts, and there's also a page for my nonprofit in life. So they can connect to all of those or any of those. And then Effectual Concepts is also on Instagram under the name of Effectual Concepts. And I'm on Twitter. Don't tweet as much. Facebook and Instagram quite often. Twitter, <laughs> we're getting better at that. But my Twitter handle is Pam, T-A-M, Carpenter. So, um, and if they forget all that and if they, you know, want to reach out and they can send me an email, if they go to our website, effectualconcepts.com, go to the bottom, there's a get in, or get in touch or contact us form at the bottom. That email come to, comes directly to me and then I can send you um, those contact, that contact information via email so you can find me directly in, in either of those spaces. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on here. I definitely hope that you'll come back again and and visit and talk with me real soon. No problem. Would love to. Just let me know, um, and and we can make it happen. All righty. Definitely will do. Thank you so much once again, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening. You too. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. All right, you guys, that was author of Life Speaks, Tammy Carpenter. Uh, make sure you guys head over to Amazon.com, um, Barnes & Noble, and purchase um, Life Speaks, you guys. And one of the great aspects about this book um, is that uh, which not along with just reading, you have the time to journal. And, and, and I love it because it gives you that moment to reflect on what she's talking about right at the time, your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, all those great things. So if you like me and you love a book um, or just love the aspect of journaling and sharing your thoughts within a book, I mean, that's truly a double investment. So make sure you guys go and purchase Life Speaks, uh, you guys, by Tammy Carpenter. Make sure you check her out on Facebook um, as well, you guys, um, and her uh, company, Effectual Concepts, and nonprofit in life as well. And I'll make sure I put uh, the link to Tammy's uh, book on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page as well so you guys can access it and purchase it and all of those great things, you guys. And so we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you who's up next uh, coming up this Thursday, you guys. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. But I feel small, boy. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Once again, big thank you to Tammy Carpenter for coming on here. Make sure you guys go and purchase that book, Life Speaks, you guys, available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And if you guys got a Kindle, hey, it's available uh, for you as well that way. So go purchase, support all those great things. And, of course, that uh, song just played uh, was I Shall Live and Not Die by the awesome um Recording artist herself, Darlene McCoy, you guys. You can go follow her on Twitter at Darlene McCoy um, as well. And, of course, you guys, coming up this Thursday, um, we're going to do a little later this time at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, you guys. Uh, we're going to have authors uh, Nisi, Barry, and Sean Bay say, cool, you guys, two of my favorite uh, poets and authors. They have collaborated on a dynamic dynamic book, you guys, and I can't wait uh, for you guys to be in the midst of this poetic uh, conversation. It's going to be a great time. So if you're in, in the, the mood uh, for some great conversation, poetry, just good, just good, wholesome time of speaking about life, our feelings and our emotions, then join us this Thursday. Um, B flies a uh, poetry spot um, and book spotlight. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Nisi Berry and Sean Basic Q, you guys, and I'm telling you, we're going to have an amazing time. So join us at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, and uh, we're gonna have a great time discussing their new collaboration book entitled Dust. Uh, so you guys make sure you are in store for that. And uh, Dust is actually a collection of them journaling uh, back and forth from. Uh, each other. Uh, at one time, uh, Shambe uh, was in Japan and Nisi was in California. And so this is a, a going to be a great experience, um, listening to their feelings and emotions, uh, just about general things that happen in life. So uh, for you poetry uh, and book lovers, please come and join us this Thursday, you guys. And so with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Uh, once again, I appreciate you guys so much for continuing to support the show. Um, and all of the great things that we have going over here on uh, YRN 1328, you guys. So we're going to get ready to get out of here. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'll see you back here Thursday, same time, same place. I am Bianca Fott, and I'll see you next time. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.